0: Welcome to the Insanity Podcast. It's been said that the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. This is the show that breaks down, contextualizes, and tries tries to make sense of the world around us. From the latest and current events, to your uncle's angry Facebook rant, to the politics of the day. We're doing it the way real people do. Straight shots, no
1: chasers. Nothing is off limits here. The world is changing around us. Join be us be in be our discussion as we break be down, be down be the good, the bad, and of course, the insane. No, insane. We're talking the past, present, and future about one thing in all of this period. All of this is the way of South Carolina. This is the next enemy podcast. It's with your hosts, Mike Caston and Margie Sturman. Be
0: alright! It's Monday, January 4th, 2016 I'm Mike Kasky with my co-host The world-renowned and forever optimistic Marikas Mo Brown Right now the world, especially politics Is weird, but for you listeners Consider this more of a group therapy session You're going to hear us discuss what we talk about In real life and in a real way As is the story of our lives Sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree I, for one, long ago Realized that nobody Agrees with me on everything
1: and I don't think people agree with you on anything, actually, Micah.
0: That's fair enough. But I think that said, I think we both value people as human beings, and and I think we're both committed to trying to maintain a certain level of decency here on the Insanity Podcast. Of course, yeah, for sure. And and full disclosure to to you listeners who've joined us, um, we have no idea how long this thing will go on. We're committed to at least ten episodes.
1: What? Ten. I thought we was doing this for life. I mean, like blood brothers type to the radio, to the podcast world.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we're we definitely blood, 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 bro. Get Smug. it out, bro. Dude, it's my blood. First bro, on. on this. Let's yeah. do it. All right, look, hello, America. After ten, we'll reevaluate. Look at the mirror and see where it goes. Yep, yep. I
1: agree because this show is about ideals, not about people. We attack the ideal, not the person. Well, Micah, do you think that can work? Probably not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but why not, man? Come on. Maybe it's just me. There's just so many people out there who get really offended at everything. I mean, they really disagree. They get so offended at the drop of a hat. They whine in the moon and back and just generally walk around thinking the world owes them something. I, I mean, they're just, I don't, I don't know. What, what do we call them? Uh, Denskin little bits thin skin little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't last long. Uh, are we going to bleep that shit out? Definitely, definitely. Uh, look, I've spent my life in some pretty rough places, and unfortunately, I sometimes have a bit of a potty mouth. But ultimately, look, there's very little chance my, my grandmother ever downloads a podcast. But if she does, y- you know, she taught me better. So let's just not rub her face in it. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's completely right. It's all about the name on the back of the jersey. Got to represent.
0: Well, hold on a second. Maricus Mo, before we go any further, how many names do you have?
1: Yeah, so about that. I guess I should explain this because I made a life decision starting in 2016 to go back to my given name from my mother, Marikis. Um For those who know me, they generally know me as Mo. It's a name that I picked up when I was ten years old from a ten and under coach who didn't know how to say Maricus and he gave me the name Mo. I feel like that name is wrapped in an identity of sport, and I'm kind of beyond that. And I feel like Maricus is more representative of the individual that I am, and that that's a pretty unique name. And I think I'm a unique guy. So for here on out, I will be known as Maricus. And if you occasionally call me Mo, I'm not gonna be pissed off or anything like that.
0: Good. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. I'm gonna try and call you Marikas as much as I can, but sometimes Mo, Mo's got good flow.
1: It has great flow, but my name try is. Try my
0: life. Look, my full name is Mikaija, M I C A J A H. I go by Micah, which makes for a really awkward encounter every time I meet someone because the conversation generally just goes like this. Macasia. Yeah, look, it's over there. I all, see it. It's on all the papers. <laughs> but like, hey, what? All right. But but it is almost like, hey, I'm Micah. People and undeniably they're like, hey, Mike, nice to meet. you. I'm like, no, no, no. It's it's Mike. Micah. Uh, and they're like, oh, Michael. I'm so must sorry. Must be a southern thing. And then I'm like, no, no, no. It's Micah. <laughs> I never that. That's awesome. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad you're here with me and I'm excited to see what this podcast can be. We've been friends now, for four or five years? And uh, as long as I've known you, have been a pretty level headed dude. And, and I, I just head. said, um, yeah, I just have to ask, what would ever make you think about doing a podcast like this, me? What, What is wrong with you?
1: Man, Micah, I honestly was sitting um, in my office earlier today thinking that, Zach, same thing. I mean, what are you thinking, dude?
0: Uh well I'm not entirely sure but look since this is our first episode I'm gonna take a couple seconds to introduce you We won't have to do every episode but but I think it's important that people understand you're from South Carolina you're from the Upstate uh, what's the little town with two stoplights that you claim Belton South Carolina Bel-
1: Belton. don't be disrespectful I don't, not disrespect, I'm not disrespectful I'm just I mean you can get I don't care if you, you are claim two hundred and forty right? pounds I do claim Anderson as well. <laughs> And a former Marine. I'll jump over this little desk that separates us and, and, and get on your ass.
0: All right, look, Mo, for those of you don't know, Morikis is a former wide receiver for the University of South Carolina. <laughs> he he works for a state agency here in South Carolina and does fantastic work um, recruiting new businesses uh, and existing businesses to come to the state of South Carolina. And and um, I don't know. I think maybe another broadcast we'll, we'll talk about some of the great uh, work that's come of that. Um, I've been continually impressed with uh, how sharp and thoughtful and conscious of the world around you uh, that you are. I-, I think you're you're reflective and bold uh, and brave to take on the issues that, that you do. It- it's not every day that you run into people like that, and I'm honored to, to not only call myself a friend, uh, but to get to do this with you. Uh, look, I know you're, you you stay involved, and I, not because I I know, but I think it's important for people to understand that you you stay involved in the community, uh, and particularly with the University of South Carolina, the President Letterman's Association. You're on the board of visitors at USC. You're on the Young Alumni Council. Oh my God, I'm running out of energy, dude. You're just so awesome. Enough about my resume
1: and me, uh, Micah. I really do appreciate that. I mean, I gotta tell you. For all the people out there listening in the internet world, I've got to really say that my co-host is one of the most solid individuals I ever met in my life. Uh, he's a former Marine who toured in Iraq twice, yeah, twice, as well as to Afghanistan, and doing so in some of the hardest years of the Iraq War. I mean, that's one of the kind of the reasons I'm drawn to you. I mean, you, you, you do. Um, put yourself in a place of servitude, and you're kind of that personified. Um, Thanks,
0: man.
1: Yeah, 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 you're welcome, man. I mean, you're currently a prosecutor for the state, trying to serve the people of South Carolina. And like me, you want to do good things. You want to make the world a better place, help people, and be the leader during a time when a lot of people don't want to do what they say, don't do. Step up and stay in the background. So I definitely respect that, and I'm looking forward to see what happens over our ten episodes.
0: Uh, Marikas, I'm uh, I'm I'm honestly just trying to talk about the shit we read on the internet. Yep. <laughs> but if you got more of the good <laughs> stuff, man, keep it coming. Dude, come on, man. All right, man. man. People didn't tune in for this. I'm and of course I'm joking. I, I appreciate it. I'm excited to be talking about important issues with you. I hope our jokes won't be too irreverent. At least to the extent we the extent we lose our... t mad, too I think we can edit it out, right? I mean, can we do that? No, no we can't. Uh, we're gonna keep it real, real quote co- real talk. Real, isn't that what you uh, said? Wait a minute. Isn't that what you real said? Real talk were, isn't that what you said when we Is were that talking like about some doing kind this? kind of stereotype, real, real, real talk, real talk, keeping it real goes here. wrong. So we having a racial conversation already on the show, dude. First of all, Dave Chappelle forfeited that. That card When he went <laughs> On Comedy Central He could have done that show On BET
1: He didn't He didn't That's right I, I agree I agree So anyway I like you I like you anyway Alright Fair enough Fair enough So we'll we'll, we'll we'll take this one And think it over once We'll publish it Um and someone's gonna use this In the future To harm my careers Do you think that's a possibility Man
0: look Dude People are so crazy right now I have no idea What people do Um I'm way more concerned about some Chinese hacker exposing my internet browser history to the world. Uh, which, by the way, uh, this seems like a good time to point out that uh, sometimes I leave my internet unattended and complete strangers just, like, roll by and, and search for shit. Uh, so So if it ever Michael, does come alien- out— And on that note, let's recognize <laughs> our sponsors— <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can't just decide to do a podcast on episode one and think that we're gonna have sponsors
0: right you know that's not gonna happen right i know but somebody's gonna make this possible i mean we're doing it for love of the game but like we're a legit podcast we're on itunes
1: I mean, I agree. I agree. But for right now, we're just going to thank our good buddy and the social producer, Tyler Matthews from TallerDigital.net. And that's Taller, D-I-G-I-T-A-L.net. He's behind the audio work and getting our website fired up. Basically, he's a video producer who's a music producer who is building and branding websites.
0: Yeah, whatever. Let's just call him like a hipster artist guy.
1: T-Man! <laughs> you're our hipster artist, and we're glad to be part of our team. Um, keep us looking good. I promise you we appreciate it because we need all the help that we can get.
0: Yeah, I was laughing early, but really he's saved us from being totally sucked into the do-it-yourself internet vacuum of watching internet tutorials, which there is a never-ending stream of, and I'd rather not do that. Uh, I've got too many other commitments. So thanks, buddy. Uh, <clears throat> for any of you listening, keep your eye on TylerDigital.net. t Matt Expect interesting things from him in the future. Um and by the way, you guys can all rest assured that uh, going forward, we will put all the advertisements. If any of you want to pay for one, at the very beginning of the show, uh, instead of at the middle, and we'll just make it so you can fifteen second forward.
1: And now. with that, let's kick this thing off.
0: Buddy. On to our first topic. Let's go. go, 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 go
1: latest in a three-day standoff in Oregon, pitting a small band of self-styled militiamen against the U.S. government and its land management policies.
0: The Malheur Wildlife Refuge sits in the snowy high desert of southeastern Oregon with just a few small buildings for park staff and visitors. It's now occupied by Ammon Bundy and other armed protesters. And now into the insanity ward.
1: Okay, let's do it. We're jumping right into it. So, quote-unquote, anti-government militia takes over a federal building in Oregon. Officials have said there's no government employees in the building. But as Bundy said, we will be here as long as it takes us. We have no intentions of using force upon anyone. But if force is used against us,
0: we will be here to defend ourselves.
1: Micah, what do you think about this
0: situation? Man, I don't I don't know anything about their case other than, and what's in the news and, and uh jeez, I don't know. It, it sounds like, look, here's the situation: prosecutors have said uh, that the Hammonds set fire and burned about 130 acres back in 2001 to cover up some uh, animal poaching. Uh, the Hammonds, uh, who were supposedly to have turned themselves in, yeah. Their uh, father
1: and son apparently yeah,
0: have said they they set the fire to reduce the growth of the growth of uh, invasive plants and to protect their property from wildfire. Like I, I don't know, um, sounds kind I, of like BS. I, I don't know. I I think reasonable minds could could differ on, on at least what was going on. I do know that that. Again, according to news reports, five years ago, uh, a federal grand jury uh, charged Dwight and Stephen Hammond uh, with committing arson on public lands and endangering firefighters, at least according to what uh, the acting U.S. attorney had said.
1: And apparently, I think they served 90 days in 2000. uh, What was that? The year they got uh, convicted. Um, and some of the backlash or the protests that you have going on is that now that the government is coming back, saying you have to serve out the rest of your five years, and the people of that- right
0: and and the dude Stephen Hammond Hammond whatever uh, had, was also found guilty of committing a second arson in two thousand six. Look, I don't know any way to put it other than this is just nut job. Um, look, schools are going to be closed for a week because of of the protests. Um, I guess the Harney County School District called off classes for the entire week. Uh, they were going to open next week on January 11th, uh, which, uh, as, it, as it happens, is the day that Alabama is about to crush Clemson. Roll Tide. <laughs> roll
1: Tide. Please, Roll God, leave for the sake of our uh, game fans.
0: But game ultimately, there's, there's a, a very critical distinction between civil disobedience and this kind of stuff. You cannot, because of your ideological persuasion, avoid complying with the law. I know that may seem harsh, but you can't be like, oh, I don't like the federal government. I'm just going to invoke whatever laws I want.
1: Well, is that not what this country was founded upon? Saying that we didn't like the laws of the land, so we're going to move and go somewhere else
0: and start our own? It was. I'm going to move to another place and create some new laws, and we're going to bathe those laws. As it happened, <laughs> we created a series of laws in the individual states we didn't like. We had a revolution. <laughs> we created some laws called the Articles Killed of Confederation. A we didn't like those. We made some new ones. But we have been the law lo- the world's longest, I guess, constitutional democracy. Uh, you know, despite the age of places like France and England and others. That's we're amazing. the world's long, longest existing it. constitutional democracy. Well, no, I, well, I, I
1: agree. You can't go in, take over a federal building, and strap yourself up with arms, um, stating that you have a beef what with... What do you think...
0: Well, what are we do from here? Well, I mean... These dudes are holed up in an abandoned building. There's no government employees there. They've just essentially said... Give me my land. Well, I think it's important to actually point out um
1: Ammon Bundy, um, who is part of this organization. is the uh, Wait, what, what's his name? Ammon, Emma, Ammon. 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 How do you Ammon. spell Ammon. it? Ammon. 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 Like,
0: what, what's the name, Michael? I don't know. Dang, beat me I up, I have a weird name. His first name is Ammo with an N. <laughs> well, he sounds like he's taking over a
1: federal building with
0: right. AR. <laughs> he didn't have much had. of a chance to
1: start with. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, listen though, he is All the right, forty-year-old son of Nevada rancher Cleveland um, Bundy. And if
0: I don't, that's Clive. That's uh-oh. Clive for those of us who are in the in the. Know. Is it
1: Clive? Well, why there's an N on the on the end the name? Oh, sh- it's Cliven. Sh- Duff. I think he
0: probably short. Tyler, you don't uh, have to you don't have to edit out stuff.
1: Well, okay. Well, anyway, Clive Blundy and he's well known for his uh anti-government action when he had his livestock livestock uh pretty much grazing on public land and didn't pay taxes and the government comes over and arrests his livestock. So, kind of have that little twist in the story that makes it very interesting. But at the end of the day, you can't go into a federal building and demand that you're going to get changed. And my question is, what do they think they're going to get accomplished? I mean, they don't have supplies in there to, to be there for months. So, I mean, what, what is their end goal?
0: I, I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. If nothing else, I, I do think whether you support their cause or not, you have to acknowledge that they've brought attention to the issue—I'm <laughs> not really sure what it is. Do they get arrested? Uh, yeah, they're going to go to jail. Okay. Well, uh, at least I hope so. Um, you know, and I—I I guess over everything, I, I hope that uh, law enforcement continues to do what they've—they've they've done, which is to isolate and contain the problem. Um, and let's not re- relive Ruby Michael. Ridge and Waco. Mike,
1: I got a serious question for you. All right, go Very ahead. serious question, and I'm not joking when I say this.
0: Are these people terrorists? Um, you know, that I think that's a fair question. Um, lucky for you, sir. And I don't know if you know this, but I have prepared for this podcast by oh, uh, looking at the definition. Did you print out my notes? I printed it out.
1: <laughs> it's right here. I'm looking at it. Uh, and I actually underlined some text, even though it's legal jargon. But I can follow it. I can follow it a little bit. Yeah, it's really
0: not. Terribly difficult So Is in order that, for it to be destri- domestic, terrorin- to domestic terrorism um, You know it has to be It has to involve acts dangerous to human life That violate federal or state law Check It has to appear intended uh, Romanet one To intimidate or coerce a civilian population eh, I don't know if we're there romanet I two so. To influence the policy of a government By intimidation or wait, coercion
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to stop you because she said intimidate or coerce the civilian population. The guy did ask for people who were um in agreement to their cause to come to Oregon and help them in their support. So that not coercion?
0: Uh well no, I think it's more of like inciting other people to do it. Again, I, I'm not trying to litigate this thing right now okay. on, right. on the podcast. Right, my apologies. Uh the other thing I was gonna point out was room three to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping. They haven't done Remnant 3. So it's probably, uh, you know, to what extent are their actions intended to influence the policy of government by intimidation or coercion? Man, you got a really strong case if you're the U.S. attorney there on that one. Um, I'm not trying to— Prosecutor, far- what do you think? Are these people terrorists? Look, the U.S. government hasn't hired me. My opinions are not free. <laughs> if they won, they got a baby. <laughs> well, the people in the podcast They got a strong case. But ultimately the fact that there's not a lot of uh civilians around, I think that that weighs in. These people are news and attention seeking. Um, is it terrorism? God, I don't know. We're really careless about that word today. I agree. It it just is like anything that's bad, people are like terrorism. And I don't I don't know that always applies. Okay. Does it apply in this case? Ultimately, I, I'm not sure. I'd have to know more about it than what I've read on, you know, the four or five articles I've I read. I
1: have to ask you this because it's uh a question that I that I think needs to be answered. If this was a group of Muslims, a group of black people, um conducting this same protest would the response that we're having now from our media
0: outlets and the people be different? Man, that's a good question. Um, I think to, so. I, I will bifurcate my response by Wait saying, a minute. What what is split, it? Split it up. Okay, and to say that uh, I think if it was a group of black folks, it'd be the same. Okay, I, I do. I do. Where there's no imme- again, it's an it's an empty building. There's no immediate threats to human life um other than the the participants do
1: you think c n n would allow black protester in this situation to call in no they would have states. don
0: lemon do it all uh, okay. don, don lemon would just he wouldn't even wait he would feel well, like well, let <laughs> me tell you how it is <laughs> the word never mind no. dude. Do, do, do not get on done yeah, i don't I, have I, time don, to crucify hey, this brought, guy you brought up you brought up cnn brother.
1: but i'm just saying i i heard this whole interview in five minutes and i'm sitting here listening to it and i'm thinking wait a minute these guys have tucking over federal building, but CNN literally have them on a phone call talking about why and discussing why they're doing what they're doing. So I'm saying, is this setting a bad precedent for anyone who want to get attention to be able to have a national outlet? Yeah,
0: great question.
1: Great question. put out put out that that information. I uh, think it's bad, uh, uh, and I don't know
0: if it happens if it's a Muslim or a black person. I think it does. I think it does. If they're available. I do. Because if only because the media doesn't operate um on a a platform of overriding ethics as they would have you believe. I agree. They they, they were they operate in a world of clicks and views and, and they would do whatever uh get some more clicks and views. And I think it's a bit sad, but um yeah, I th- I think it all it would be the same. But to your earlier question, would the government's response be the same? Uh In a lot of ways, I hope so, but I'm not convinced it would be. I I think that the black question is a little more clear. I I think and hope maybe, but uh, I'm I'm skeptical that the the Muslim question would be the same. Well,
1: maybe, maybe I shouldn't even say Muslim. I mean, I think that's a a broad term, and I mean, you could have white Muslim, black Muslims, and. For all we know, all those people in there are Muslims. Um, So I guess you can say the stereotypical look of a Muslim who is claiming jihad, jihad, et cetera. Um, But nonetheless, we can we can can digress from that a little bit. Um, One thing I did want to make make a point to ask as well. Do they have a point? Is the government overreaching their authority?
0: i don't I don't know the answer to that uh but I do know that the the form for redress is not taking over a <laughs> building <laughs> that is not the way you fix it. You can sue the government i don't I don't know that people necessarily realize that I mean I think people realize that, but if you're not happy with the way the government is doing something, there are impartial people who are empowered to decide these issues we call them.
1: Judges. Judges. Well, what's funny to me when I read the story is that these people claim to be anti-government militia, but they're asking the government to act right, which doesn't make sense to me. Like, hold on, wait a minute. You can't be anti-government, but yet you want government to change. Like, that's contradictory in all the words possible. Can't disagree with you. Uh, uh, But with
0: that, on to the next topic.
1: let me outline what we're going to be doing. Number one, anybody in the business of selling firearms must get a license and conduct background checks or be subject to criminal prosecutions.
0: Just over the weekend, uh, President Obama announced a... A plan to unveil a series of initiatives designed to curb gun sales. Um, executive actions that will skirt congressional oversight, congressional action, uh, and designed to curb gun sales by expanding the definition of a seller, thus requiring additional gun vendors uh, to become licensed and uh, to conduct mandatory federal background checks. These sorts of proposed Executive actions include expanding the definition of who is, quote, in the business, end quote, of selling guns and requiring any person or any, quote, in the business, end quote, to be licensed and to conduct buyer background checks. Mo, how does this strike you? Um,
1: You know, I, I think we have to do something about guns, but I don't know how much— Trying to classify someone being a vendor, not being a vendor, who's in business. If you sell more than 25 guns, then now you become, it's ticky tacky. I mean, I feel that we do have a gun issue and some kind of control need to be in place. So I get that something needs to be done. But what strikes me, I saw this stat, and I think you actually may even show me the stat, that... Two thirds of the deaths by guns at the hand of the gun in America is suicides. Two thirds. I don't know what is the number thirty about thirty thousand deaths by gun per year, something
0: around there. Yeah, pick your website.
1: Yeah, okay, figure that out. But just think about that. So we cut out two thirds of that of suicides um, and reduce that to ten thousand. I'm not a mathematician, but I think it works. Um, I think that goes a long way. So the question is, do we really have a gun control problem or do we have a mental health problem, a societal problem, a low self-esteem problem that need to be addressed? And I don't know how much this executive action is actually going to curb
0: gun violence in America. What's your saying? Uh, well, first of all, you know, suicide is something that's close to my heart. Um, you know, having have had served abroad... Uh, i've lost five marines to to suicide i don't know that restricting access to firearms would have stopped any of them um, but i'm open to any idea and i want to be very clear about that i'm i'm a very pro second amendment person uh, i believe that the constitution entitles the individual the right to bear arms um but it's one that this strikes a chord in my heart that i don't like to talk about very often and ironically i'm talking about now in a very public forum like the Podcast. Uh but I'm looking for anything that would help, you know, the guys and gals the, that I've served with. And so that's something that, that matters to me. Um what I struggle with though, with this latest action on the part of the president, is that it, it it's a facade. It partially closes the private sales loopholes and, and includes the requirement the gun being a seller's personal possession for at least a year uh to be per- in mean, like
1: what 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 does it, that change well or currently sales from to-
0: personal collections don't require a background check and that that's essentially the gun hole, the right. gun show loophole
1: so after a year the gun now is a Yeah personal- they just changed
0: you know you say you owned it for a year I, I don't know do I've never been in the gun it? sales business so I don't I don't know that much about it other than to say what what scares me is that this is false hope and false action. You know, I, I I'm someone who and those of uh, those of you who are wait, listening wait. to our podcast for the first time will come to find out that I'm someone advocating and cheering for small steps and let's find the common ground. Let's do that. But this is backwards. <inaudible> you know, even if these proposed executive actions and truth be told. Uh, recording this on Monday January 4th we haven't seen them all actually come out yet um if even to the extent they're not delayed by congressional lawsuits and obstructionism like for example we saw with uh in, in immigration stuff it overlooks the fact that our background check system is so horribly flawed flawed the last 15 mass killers <laughs> all passed uh background checks And and, and moreover After Sandy Hook The president invoked 23 executive orders And and gun violence has only gotten worse So this sort of thing When I see it happen and I hear it uh, You know I I don't know the right There's some figurative language out there That probably touches on this exactly But it's like What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Michael, well
1: This is where we're going to disagree a little bit Because You can almost say that the president is bypassing the legislator.
0: Um, Definitely. I'm not almost saying that. I'm a, I'm affirmatively well, is, saying that. He
1: is, and I know you are, but here's my beef. After a while, you keep giving them opportunities to address the issue that you feel that is hurting the people that live in your nation and that you was elected to um, lead, protect, and serve. Um, and yet the people who are elected to do the exact same thing are not doing that. So at what point of, of being commander in chief do you say, I have to put my foot down and do something because my Congress, my Senate is not making action. They're not making laws to potentially help curve the gun violence in America. So therefore I have to do something. I can either sit here and say, well, we can't do anything about it, or I can try to put forth good faith efforts to in which the law gives me the ability to to do that and try to curve um, gun sales, gun violence in America so that I can save um, the children and the people that I was elected to lead. Do you not agree with that or do you see an issue with that? Because quite frankly, I think that our Congress has not tried to help our president preserve and make this country great.
0: God. Oh my god, I sounded like Trump. <laughs> well, you know, you don't sound very much like Donald Trump. But I have two reactions to that. The first is, you know, President Obama was was real was elected in 2008. Since then there've been three congressional elections in 2010, 2012, 2014. People have had the opportunity if they were so moved to do so, They could have elected people who wanted to run on these issues. Now, leaving aside, my own, well, Jeremy, uh, that's a a valid issue. We can bring that up another time. But what I also see is a Congress that has continually abdicated its responsibilities to execute a number of tasks, one of which is very close to my heart, but that's on the foreign policy arena, the authorizations of use of military force, Talk about that another time. I think it's a good discussion. But what bothers me about it is, you know, you, you have a situation where there that it invokes a constitutional right in the Second Amendment to keep and bear arms. Uh, we have a situation in which what uh, the House Speaker, Representative Paul Ryan, said very recently that no president, quote, no president should be able to reverse legislative failure by executive fiat, not even incrementally. Uh, Close quote. The American people, as he said, deserve a president who will respect their constitutional rights, all of them. And and I have to say that that's where I stand on on this issue. I want a world in which there's less gun violence in America. I want less people to wake up afraid uh, that they might be shot. The statistics come out of places like Chicago are both staggering and tragic and heartbreaking. I want a better world for them. I'm not yet sure I know how to reconcile that concern with the concern of folks uh, here in South Carolina who say, you know, I want to have my guns. I have a right to them. I want to do that. I don't know how to balance those two things, but I do know that what I wholly object to is a president, you know, in the twilight portion of his of his term, saying unequivocally, I'm going to change things.
1: Uh- I give it. Um, And obviously we have a constitution and we have a three-branch government for a reason to have our checks and balances. And we have to be careful. Our president has to be careful um, to not overstep those bounds. Um, One thing I do want to bring attention to is uh, Bill Wilson, who is um, the—he's part of the organization's um, Americans for Limited Government. And he
0: wrote— Apparently um, that's a thing.
1: Yeah, apparently that's a thing. Americans for a limited
0: government. I wonder what he thinks about this.
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> All right, King, you Shut up. Please. And let me talk, yeah, thanks. Go ahead. Appreciate go ahead, you. Ahead. Um, this debate has nothing to do with stopping gun violence. Instead, it's about the political class in Washington chipping away with our ability to protect our families and preserve our property. Make no mistakes— these proposed restrictions would do nothing to prevent future sh- school shootings or any other kind of shootings, but it would go, go a long way towards disarming law-abiding citizens. I agree with that. So I hear this, and I still scratch my head because how is it disarming them? I mean, he's making the process longer. He's creating more accountability for it. At the end of the day, you, Micah, being a veteran— being a Marine, how much time did you spend with your weapon before you was even able to put a live round in it?
0: Oh, geez, ours. I mean, look, I have to be clear. I I believe in the Second Amendment. I think the people have a constitutional right to own, to bear arms. But I'm in, oh, I am way more concerned about people holding guns Uh, than probably most people are. I think if you don't understand the four basic safety rules of a weapon, treat every weapon as it's loaded, never point anything you don't intend to shoot, keep your fingers straightened off the trigger until you intend to fire, and keep the weapon on safe until you intend to fire. If you don't know that off the top of your head, then you don't need to hold a gun. And I just say that as a practical matter. What strikes me, though, about this conversation is that this is... This is politicians trying to think that they know best. This is politicians saying, I'm going to decide. Do we not not elect them to know what's best? God, I don't know what we elect them for. I I mean, is that
1: not the whole purpose to represent our interest?
0: It is. It is. I just, I don't see the restriction of gun access as being the solution to the nation's problem with gun violence. I don't think it's the access I, to guns I think, that's I, the problem. I, mean, I don't think whether you're talking about Sandy Hook or Tucson or Columbine or uh, San Bernardino, I don't think in any of those situations. Again, like I said earlier, the f- the last fifteen mass shooters have all legally passed well, background shoots. So you pass background tests. So you, I don't think those. So you are, that's you're the reason. yourself
1: right now, Michael. If you don't realize that that you're saying that. I don't think that gun restriction is a possible solution for the gun violence. But at the same time, you're saying that the last 15 people who did mass shooting passed a background check. So I obviously, obviously there's a flawed system in there, and we need to do something to curve that. And I don't think that we are restricting gun access. We're just making sure that the people who are getting the guns are more... Capable of using the gun from the background, make sure you don't have no criminal pass, um, people who on a no-fly list can now access gun. These measures I see, I don't see them saying that we're restricting the people who can get guns if you are a law-abiding citizen, if you are a law-abiding citizen, I think you should be for making it more difficult for people who don't obey the four things that you say, don't have an understanding of typical gun safety, doesn't have a mental health issue in their background, Um, um, the ability to get these guns, they should be all for these measures. That's how I feel
0: about it. Look, I'm I'm on the side of... Uh background checks. I, I think background checks uh are, are the it, it, that's the solution that we could all get around. But what happens though is a practical matter as the president goes out and does these things unilaterally and he pushes away anybody who could agree with him. I, I think the latest pew poll I saw said 90% of Americans think we should have increased uh background, background checks. checks. Right. And and doing this. You just make it political, man. Just why not have a meeting it, with it goes back with to with my congressional, point that I said earlier. congressional leaders and say, Listen, guys, here's the thing, guys and gals. So, ha- so, you don't you seriously think Obama
1: has not tried to do
0: that? Yes, I do. Why? I don't know why. He's playing golf? <laughs> I don't know why I hadn't yeah, done it. All, I don't know why. Too. I don't know why I hadn't done it and and found some common ground particularly in the aftermath. I mean the time to pass an an action through so, the legislative body is immediately after uh the last election because people don't have to answer for it for a while. Right. So we should have been over the last, you know, uh year been been most position to to make these changes so how much
1: how much responsibility does the senate and the congress bear in this conversation because you can say that the president is um overstepping his bound but obviously the senate and congress has not acted their
0: i don't disagree with that i i just think that the president you know in, instead of being someone who said, "Look, let's work together." I've I've seen no reports, no uh, no reporters have, uh, and, and in a press corps that has been unprecedentedly pro administration, no no reports to say he's had he's called for summits, he's called for meetings, he said, "Come in and talk with me." None of those things that I'm aware of where he said, let's figure out some common ground. What is the job of the legislation branch? A pass laws.
1: That's what they're supposed to do. Right. So if you're the CEO of whatever company and you know what you, you have people up under you.
0: Let me stop you right there because a company's a different thing. Private business is intrinsically different than the United States government. And what you Agreed. asked me was. Agreed. What? What is the Congress supposed to do, pass laws? My question to you would be, what is the responsibility of the executive branch? And your response would undeniably be, affect those laws, make them make them reality. How are we supposed to say that the, the president now, through executive action, makes laws? I don't know. But with that, I'm going to hit the magic button here, and we're moving on to the next topic.
1: Like I gotta work on like my excitement,
0: boys. Welcome to 2016, Mo. Um, <laughs> we're talking now about uh, New guy. Year's resolutions. Love them. Let me just give you the first shot here. Um, um, the listeners who stayed with us uh, this after, far,
1: after that last segment, I don't Mo, know if they're
0: still with us. That was Ble- rough. Bless their hearts. Bless it. Um, we're what are your New, New Year's resolutions?
1: I don't do New Year's resolutions.
0: You don't do New Year's resolutions? No. Have you ever done one?
1: Maybe, but, I mean, nothing. That I Any that stand no. out? No. All right. I'm going to tell you why. Can why? I tell you why? Yeah, I please. Because please I on. feel like it's just a barrier. You know, people want to do this new start, and it's, it's false. It's something that you put in your head. You feel all good about it, and then all of a sudden you look – Three weeks down the line, you're no longer going to the gym. You don't put on three more pounds. You haven't got a new job. You're still with the same boyfriend or girlfriend you already have. So it's a false hope. So I don't do the resolutions. I feel like if you're going to better yourself, you shouldn't wait till the new year. You identify the problem and you change it. Then.
0: All right, let me just stop you right there. First of all, you said three weeks later, you're still with the same girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, let me just point out that uh, if you're breaking up with your boyfriend or girlfriend like three weeks into January, you're doing it right because you're avoiding the whole Valentine, Valentine's no, 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 Day no, expenditure. No, 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 my friend, like you're getting out, you're, you're doing getting it out wrong. early. If
1: you're gonna do it, you, no, do it before you need to get December. out, you gotta get out. No, you do it before <laughs> December, but so you don't have to do Christmas. Do, uh,
0: fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah get out of What's Christmas, too. You? Get out, yeah, you're doing it wrong, actually. I don't, I'm bad at this,
1: yeah. Um yeah
0: well I hate you that you're right so that pessimistic like it. about it. I I see New Year's as an opportunity for people to say, you know what this is a moment in the calendar for whatever's been happening, I'm going to reset and I'm going to have a new year's resolution that I'm going to do something different that that there are these moments in life that come along to say, well, let me just let me just change change things up. Um so I'm going to share with you the, and, and our listeners that uh, I achieved my first ever year-long resolution, uh, I guess, as of today. Most clapping in case the audio is not very really good. We have new microphones, but uh, I don't know. They're if they bad up. ass. You know what? Do you, know, you want to know what my resolution was? What's that? I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need Jimmy John's at work <laughs> all year. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. that was my reason, dude. Oh I had gotten so, so bad. I'm, I got so, so bad. So I, would bring, I would never bring. I would never bring lunch to work. Jimmy and John's Jimmy John's the worst bread
1: in the world. It's hard. It cuts my cut my gums. Free smells. Free
0: smells. Uh, what? That's what their thing. You can get free smells. What the hell I, is it? You can smell it for free. I don't know what it means. I just see it in the thing. But anyway, place. I That's haven't. Cool. I, I have, for a whole year I haven't eaten Jimmy John's, and I was literally on like a like a three times a week Jimmy John's. That's how I built this beach bod.
1: <laughs> As I
0: burped. Um, <laughs> but no, I I think uh, you know I know you don't have a, a reserva- or reservation resolution for 2016. Uh, mine is uh, I'm committing to make this podcast work. Cause uh, we're blood brothers, remember? Absolutely, and
1: well, I'm I'm committing to make that work too. Um, but that's not a resolution; it's more just when I'm do when I do something, I'm gonna freak. Good, because I would
0: hate to call you out from your comment earlier in the podcast where you said 2016 would be the year that uh, you started using Maricus more. You, you said that earlier,
1: but it wasn't a resolution; that was just a decision. All right, is that a resolution?
0: Potato, potato.
1: I don't. Is it? I mean, is it?
0: I don't know. It's only a resolution in your mind. It only matters if it matters to you.
1: Oh, I wouldn't disagree with that. So why do we make a big to-do about it? I don't know.
0: I'm not here to explain the whole world.
1: I think that's exactly <laughs> that's what... That's exactly there. what we're trying to do. That's Look exactly. into
0: uh, the heart of the storm, as they I say. mean,
1: the heart of the storm, and we're going to bring it to you uncut. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. If Thank I had God. to say I had a resolution, um, it would be... To win the day. Win the day. Win the day. Because if you win the day, you win the week. You win the month. You win the year. So simple. Whatever I do, make sure that I'm winning that day. And hopefully, you know, when we look back this time next year, Micah Micah and I are famous. We got sponsors, and we are not in his side room with (laughs) two iron boards. What you got two iron boards for, bro? uh Naturally, dude i used to be in the, the marines fresh. man
0: i had to have, i had to have, uh iron clothes i need one of them covers mine is a mess dude what are you talking about this room is awesome i know i'm, I'm saying like i my, got snowboarding equipment i got hunting gear i got books i got uh stationery, sleeping bags no, I, I diving t- gear, baseball stuff. No, this room definitely wrestling, sets snowboard, rugby balls. Sets
1: the atmosphere for what we're doing.
0: I think it's got a little bit of everything.
1: It's, it's got a printer.
0: That printer actually works over it, there. It,
1: it is the personification of your personality for sure. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. <laughs> 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 and awkward pause. Wow. I got my body. And with that, if you're still listening, we have given you the first episode of the Insanity Podcast. What? I hope you've enjoyed it. No promises about what's in store for next week. Down the road, we hope to include some interviews, have guests, have conversation with those guests, answer questions, all that stuff. You can look forward to our segments on, uh, for example, where I'd vote today, thumbs up, thumbs down. Famously Hot Problems, Carolina Crybabies, and more. In the meantime, please take a second to give us some stars on iTunes. Seriously, it does matter. I've listened to a 1,000 podcasts, and I've very rarely uh, actually done the reviews. But it will help us get to the top of their charts. And uh, just so you know, even the the hugest podcasts like Serial and uh, HowStuffWorks.com, uh, th- those things only have like a thousand reviews, so so literally each and every review matters. Please uh, don't make us beg.
1: Absolutely, and I, and I tell you, be brutally honest. Um, both Micah and I have thick skin, so we're not thin skinned. Little, please, any critiques that you have, any recommendations that we can do to make this show better. We want to hear them, and um, we're going to take them and implement them if possible so that we can make this podcast as friendly to you because we're not doing this for us. We're literally doing it trying to help this world and put a little small imprint, and hopefully at the conclusion of however long the show goes, we can say we did that, we made a difference, and some people had a different viewpoint.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, with that, we give you the first episode of the Insanity Podcast. We'll catch you back next week. Same bad channel, same bad time. Take no, care. No, no, nothing bad about this. What's but not bad, about? bad. Oh. F- don't be
1: running up on f- I'm sorry, I thought you said bad and I had a problem with it.
0: Next time. Later. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal.